0: I started with affiliate marketing, you know, linking other people's toolkits in my videos, like, "Oh, hey, if you need a toolkit, go click this link." I get some commission off of that. And I was like, I was laying in bed one night at like two o'clock in the morning, and I was like, clicked in my head, like,
1: <laughs> "Why am I pushing somebody else's?" Why stuff? <laughs> am I?
0: Yeah, I could totally sell these myself. And so I got on like Alibaba right then, found a supplier, went through like you know a couple different suppliers to find one that was good. And I've been working with them for like the last four years selling my own toolkits. And the cool thing is. Is that you can affiliate link your own products on Amazon. So you yeah. can like double dip an Amazon system, yep. and that's totally legal. It says right there in their terms of service Absolutely. that you can do this.
1: In this episode, we talk with Zach Nilsson from the YouTube channel Jerry Rig Everything. Zach was able to explode on YouTube to over 5 million subscribers with his passion for learning and also repairing. He's most known for his cell phone videos, doing strength tests, durability tests, and all crazy things. This is
2: Creative. Disruption, the intersection where entertainment, data,
1: and creativity meet. Here's your host, Ricky Ray Butler and Daryl Leaves. Welcome back to the Creative Disruption Podcast, where we talk about everything that's disrupting the industry and those individuals that create ripples in the industry. And I'm joined by my friend, Ricky Ray Butler. How are you doing, Ricky? I'm
2: doing wonderful. How are you doing? You're doing wonderful. Yes.
1: Yes. Guess what? So uh, there's some big things that happen in my personal life. I want to kind of bring this up, and it can be to our banter, but... I have a son that just made it to the Philippines. He's like really going for two years mm-hmm. out to serve the people of the Philippines, and he went to the remote area of of the Philippines. It's like I, I, I zoomed in on so, like, the GPS. Wow, like, and there's what, like, what kind of like two homes.
2: <laughs> oh, okay. No, it,
1: no, there was it wasn't very big. It's like our. The town that I live in is like less than 3,000 people, and it's a lot smaller than that. And so, Uh, so so like, really, the
2: boonies in the Philippines,
1: in the the boonies for sure. But Mm -hmm. what I want to talk about, what I want to do a little banter on, is the emerging markets. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually did a consult for one of the biggest influencers in the Philippines, and uh, I kind of picked him up. I didn't know, I really personally didn't know how big he was until I got his data, and then also one of my employees said, oh, um, he's huge, because my one of my employees lives in the Philippines, and oh. I said, oh, I didn't know anything about it. And so, really, really cool, we had this conversation, and this creator that's there, he's kind of like the Oprah in the Philippines, he was getting over 500 million video views a month. Wow. And I'm like, what? You know, So when I was digging into it, I'm like, this has to be something fishy's going on, but no. They were super engaged, and like the comment to view ratio was off the charts. Now, keep in mind the CPMS and everything that's happening in the Philippines
2: are very low. Is very low for now.
1: For now, but that that market, I see the Philippines is a high consumer type of content because they're not getting all the different stations on the TV mm. or anything like that. They're they're actually getting it through the phone and. The reason why I brought this up with my son is, you know, um, he's able to call home, uh, you know, once a week, and we can do video calls. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "How are they going to do it?" Well, they just gave him a cell phone, and like, okay, go ahead, just use the data. You can call back, and you know, we can have a video chat every week. Um, we're like, you you travel quite a bit, and you're yeah. trying to establish your company all over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, like, what about the lower? I don't want to say the lower. What about the the um, the countries that are just emerging? Emerging you know, with, markets. Yeah, yeah, in, in, in technology today. Where, where are you seeing that?
2: We're watching them all like a hawk. Um, with the decentralization of content, which you've talked a lot about, right? There, um, really rapidly we're seeing a de- decentralization of influence. where There's a lot of you know, countries or areas um, that maybe didn't have as much of a voice before that are now getting a voice. Yeah. Um, one country specifically that I'd point out is Indonesia. Right, we're seeing a lot uh, a trend within our company um, at Ben. We're seeing a trend of clients wanting to you know take advantage of all the momentum of and and the growth of creator content I, in that in that in that country and region. I, I
1: can tell you right now, uh, one, one of the one of the, one of the biggest creators on YouTube platform is Wengie, mm-hmm. and Wengie's biggest audience is part in Indonesia. Like like she's she's in that area. She's you know she's like. I, I think she's in Singapore living right now, or that, or Australia, one or the other. But I know that she has a huge influence there, but it also crosses over. It's more global, too. It's not just those individuals that are there.
2: Well, I remember talking to creators um, you know, in the last five to ten years where they're saying, oh, we have this really active audience from Singapore. And, and, and so as technology progresses, as the internet progresses, and, and people have much you know, faster and better access you know, to internet and data... We're going to be seeing so much more content, and so we've we've talked before. Like we're at the tip of the right. iceberg. You know, there is so there's already millions and millions of influencers out there today. It's going to get much more. You know, I mean, it's going to become much and much, much more bigger. So there's there's a good you know chunk of creators that are from like South Africa. Imagine the rest of the, the content of Africa as there's better internet, as there's better technology, which it's already rapidly evolving and changing. Right. Right. We're going to be seeing some amazing things, and I really think you know this. This type of content is going to be able to help lift a lot of different countries um, up, and 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 make it so they get some more tourism, um, and it's and it's going to create a lot of you know I mean economical well. And, I and and, and, and I see this too.
1: Is uh, some some countries are like especially during political time mm-hmm. that they're suppressing, like they're even uh, putting suppressing the bandwidth on internet so that messages can't go out. And so I look at a couple things. Like I, I look for visionaries, and I think I don't care what anyone says. Elon Musk is the visionary of our time. Oh,
2: for sure. And
1: and he just sent out a tweet, you know, and he's using global internet, and that right there uh, is using global internet. Explain. Yeah, well, I mean, you you definitely know this because I know that you invested in the company that's actually putting up internet in the sky for everyone to use, and it's going to be affordable, and it's going to go all over, so you can be in in the deserts it you know in Saudi Arabia and still have blazing speeds and no, the, it's just off the charts. There are gonna be it's I mean know. I'm fearful for Skynet and you know some Terminator <laughs> killing me and my family, See, but I you know I'm so excited that walls will be breaking down. Yeah.
2: And that there are gonna be ways for us to be able to better connect and understand other cultures and subcultures. You know, we know about all the countries, but we don't know about all the different areas in the right. and, and and all the different tribes. Yeah. They're in all these different places. And well, there's just going to be so much education that comes out of this. But more than anything, I'm really excited for you know, different countries that maybe don't have a lot of tourism, that are going to be able to show how beautiful their culture is and how you right. know, amazing their food is, and, then, and that they're going to be able to progress and, 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 and make it so these other and, developing countries can be lifted And they're able to up. get
1: education and everything from the palm of their own hand. It's like that, that phone. And I think this is a good segue to introduce yeah. our guest because he does a lot with phones. Yes, I didn't think that when he actually started working on phones that he would realize that he would be disrupting the industry with what he's doing right now. Do you want to introduce our
2: guest? Yes, today we have Zach Nelson with Jerry Rig Everything, and if you haven't seen um, Zach's, you know, YouTube channel, um, you're most likely going to binge watch a lot of it once you discover yeah. <laughs> it. Um, I, it's gotten to the point where I, I don't actually subscribe. I've like, I try to distance myself because. You know, there's there's different channels like yours and like you know, like King of Random that put up such interesting, unique, you know, um, content with with things that you're doing with like technology that it it just makes anyone geek out. And I and I I realize that I've spent so much time watching your content. I've had to like. Back off. <laughs> well, <thank laughs> Which is a compliment. Yeah, That's a good thing. You. It's the same reason why I stopped playing so World gonna, of War, give him Warcraft compliment. 3 back in the day. Even though that we just introduced him, I'm going to
1: cut in because I can do that because yes. we can do these things. I'm going to give him another compliment. He actually has the best voice and best whistle oh, on YouTube. Sure. Oh, for wow. sure. His, well, uh, his whistle <laughs> is off the charts. And he'll just do it sort of like sporadically. I'm like, hey, what's going on there? But no, but I think, it, Like, regardless, we'll introduce him in a second, but... He needs to start an ASMR channel just with him talking. Oh, for just sure. Like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just read. Just like, okay. Yeah,
1: is, is it creepy that
2: you know Daryl's suggesting this? You know, he wants to fall asleep to <laughs> your yeah, voice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he says like
0: read the encyclopedia <laughs> or something. <laughs>
1: no, I'm just joking. But uh, welcome, thank you for for coming on. Appreciate that. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, why don't you give us some like for the people that don't know who you are, just a little bit of background. We don't want to go too much into. We don't want this to be a biography or anything like that. We want right. to get into and talk about things that are disrupting. But give us some context.
0: So uh, yeah, so I'm Zach Nelson from the YouTube channel Jerry Everything. I started about seven years ago. Um, you know, with motorcycles and jeeps. You know, just thinking I was gonna, you know, rig everything or fix everything. Um, but then I realized that you know. Way more people have questions about cell phones and technology. And if I wanted a bigger audience, you know, that's kind of the direction I'd have to take my channel. So long story short, I went from, you know, automotive into the technology. And, uh, you know, it's it's been great.
1: Yeah, and didn't you work like at like a Verizon store or something? Was it Were you working like on... Phones, like where did you get the experience to?
0: Yeah, so I worked at T Mobile and Sprint, um, you know, while the other guys, right? The other guys, (laughs) Um, while I was going to college, I was doing it all simultaneously, working full time, school full time, and then doing YouTube on the side. Um, And yeah, I was repairing phones for Sprint, and so that's kind of where you know that uh, knowledge came from, I guess.
1: That's great, that's great. Um, So, like, like when did you have like your aha moment? Like like okay, you you realize okay, I need to go mainstream. But when did it actually start taking off for you, and what did that look like?
0: So when it when I started to go mainstream, or like you know more people started watching, because like it takes a very special type of person to watch a cell phone repair video. Like just, <laughs> it's very boring content, right? And so when I and I realized that. And so I, I tried to spice it up a little bit, but when I started doing my durability tests, is when more people started watching. It, it
1: went nuts on Reddit. Like a, I saw that.
0: There's a bigger audience yeah. willing to see how durable a phone is than willing to watch, you know, a teardown. But the funny thing is, in the last couple of years, it's switched back. Now more people are watching my teardowns instead of my durability tests because people, you know, yeah, it's just more interesting, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah. So okay. Yeah. So we brought up the tweet that was set out by Elon Musk and you know he says hey you know I, I don't even I can't even remember what the tweet was but what do you think about this global internet thing like is this like having d- the device in people's hands around the world what is that going to do to not only this industry but the world what do you think
0: I think it's literally going to disrupt everything and not so much for the tourism aspect but because like any question I have at any point during the day or night, I can get an answer to it. Right. And so I don't have to wait and ask, you know, some smart person at the library or go check out a book or like send a letter to somebody or borrow an encyclopedia. I can get it within seconds. And so getting, giving that knowledge and that power to everyone on the planet is just going to skyrocket everything as a whole and lift everyone up at the same time.
2: 100%. I I mean, that'll be even a bigger impact. Of, Of course, like, you to know, get more educated and learn more. That's, that's well, going to help people climb out of poverty as well.
1: I, I look at going into a lawyer's office, and I went to my lawyer's office just for some mm-hmm. some stuff, and he has all these books on the wall. I'm like, I know you don't crack those books, man. You're, right. you're on your phone searching. You're on your computer going. And it's like it's changed humanity because before we had to retain so much. Now it's about how quick can you find the information? Right. right, And I think that's where uh, cell phones are definitely going to disrupt that. But it's not cell phones that's going to disrupt it. It's getting bandwidth that's affordable so it can be more global. And that's why I'm excited about what's going on. Well, I remember
2: when I went to college, you know, back in the day, you know, in the ice age. <laughs> and you know, we were always told to buy a certain amount of textbooks. And most of the time, the Here professors lied, <laughs> and I really just needed one or two, and they had me buy like five. Right, and you and never so use them. What I would do is, I'd take one quiz and then one test, and then I'd be able to figure out, you know, you know, the patterns in the class, and then I would rely on Wikipedia, and and, and people would say, well, that's a horrible source of information. No, like I had a full ride scholarship, academic scholarship, and it was because I was able to binge study, I guess, yeah. in Wikipedia, and it was able to lay it out and give me information I mean, in a way that was much easier for me to interpret and understand, and it, it made it so I was a very successful in my classes.
0: Yeah. So, funny story. It's going to be
2: happening across the globe.
0: I don't know how, how entirely legal this is, but... <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> we, we, we don't know yet. We'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> the legalities. Um,
0: so, I I hated the fact that you had to buy textbooks. It was, like, the worst thing ever. Sure. It's like, I'm already paying... Anyway, that's a different story. But, so, there was... One of my classes, you could actually check out the textbook from the library, but you could only do it one day at a time. And so, like, it it was legal to check out the textbook from the library. (laughs) But instead of checking out the textbook from the library every single day or buying it myself, one of the days I was in the library, I just took a picture of every single page with my cell phone and then used it for the rest of the year. There we go. <laughs> <It's>,
1: <laughs> How much time but, did that take? It but, just took
0: like 30 minutes and well, I never had to go back to the library again. But the question <laughs> is, is what
1: type of camera did you have on that phone? It couldn't be that good when you go to
0: school. Um, it had to have been like a, a smartphone from like four years ago. So it had to been high okay, definition enough to know. work. I mean, I couldn't like search it like a PDF or anything, but you know, it worked, got the job done. Yeah. And I didn't have to buy the textbook. So.
1: Well, and, and I think you're right in the sense that, you know, it's going to give people new uh, ways to find and learn and that curios- that human curiosity is going to go. And what I found, too, is there's certain levels of expertise. Like I, I shared this on the podcast before, but it's really relevant now. Um, I served uh, some time for my church in Paraguay, in the jungles of Paraguay, and I went to this place. It was a little hut and they didn't even have power. They didn't have running water. And I'm like, there's just no way that they're going to ever get out of this. It's a, that vicious cycle because education was really bad. And one of the uh, family members, he was like an eight-year-old boy. A few later,s you know, years later, their uh, cell phone was there, and they were able to get cell phones for fairly inexpensive, and the bandwidth wasn't too bad, and it was a way that they could actually communicate because there was no phones anywhere. There's no phone lines down there. You'd have to go to like a what they call an telco. You just go and call it a, you know, a telephone station. And he would actually watch YouTube videos. And he learned how to program without a computer by watching YouTube videos from Stanford. Oh,
2: that's amazing. And and
1: then what's even better was he was able to go and learn different languages. He learned English. Uh, he learned Portuguese. And then he is now a programmer in Uruguay making over $200,000 a year, brought his whole family out of that poverty and they're living with them. And they he was able to level up. And it was all because of that information was so freely uh, out there.
2: So we're during an election, and I don't want to get political, but there's a lot of conversations about free education. Yeah. And and there's a part of me that thinks, wait, there's a lot of education out there. Like YouTube, that's one of the main purposes of YouTube is to educate and get informed, right. and then also to be entertained. And I, and I wonder, like, why isn't there like some type of university infrastructure that can figure out how to aggregate all those lessons and create a testing system around it? it I,
1: I want to just ch- chime right in because I like, like that'd be much I, more. No, like it's it's grubby hands that like mm-hmm. there's been a system in a way to pull money away from people, mm-hmm. and you to get a specific degree you have to go through specific classes instead mm-hmm. of saying hey let's just have you be uh, you know mentor over here with this master and and help you learn this or whatever it's like no you have to have this class that is not going to even be relevant to you in your occupation at all but you have to have it for the credits. And mm-hmm. so you have this system that's always built up. We could still follow that system. No, I don't think you can. I, I disagree with that. Like well,
2: I, I I bet you could invest in enough video content to be able to cover every form of class um, that, that, that you, well, that they, you need to They, a they have
1: that. On, I mean, they're, they're getting that more and more online. Sure. And I, I think that's where it is. And I think, you know, we should be in charge of our own education. But that
2: should cut a lot of costs as well. Yeah. Well, I don't
1: like, yeah. yeah I, but it
2: was, I mean, that, that, it, that could go down a rabbit hole.
1: Um, I don't know. I'm, you are. Let's, let's, let's hear Zach. Yeah, let's hear Zach. Yeah, let's Zach hear. You are an education
2: <laughs> channel. Um, I, mean, I mean, and, and I'm, I'm sure a lot of people that come to your channel you know, have expressed with you, you know, a lot of gratitude with the education that they received. Yeah. You w- want to expound upon that?
0: It was super, super annoying to me. So I, I did graduate, got my degree, um, but it was super annoying to me that I would go to class and the teacher would pull up a YouTube video and show us, let that YouTube video explain she, the concept. It's yeah. like, sure. what am I paying for right now? and as i feel the same thing there needs to be a whole change in the system cuz like in the last 5 years technology has developed so fast mm-hmm. and the school system and the textbook system has not changed at all and so i'm all for this I, massive
1: i'll all be video i'll tell you what you know here's here's the thing is um, i have a cousin and and she ha- her husband teaches school and all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff i invited him to come to vid summit cuz he teaches a tech class This is look you should actually come down you're in high school you need to be relevant. Like a lot of the stuff that you're teaching isn't relevant. He's saying, like, ah, oh, we're you know we're cutting edge and this and that. I'm like, no, nah, you're not. So they he came down, and and luckily that his principal says, hey, look, if you had a ticket to get there, I'll get you there, and you can go from there. So that you know the school provided for that, and he went back with like 82 pages of notes, and he goes, I'm going to totally change my whole curriculum because we're doing it wrong. You know, we need to mm. to empower the people and give curriculum. It's like, hey, here you go find that you know, the learnings from it. You know, I don't think they need to do it. They just need to be those mentors to help facilitate them learning, you mm-hmm. know. And, and I think, too, it's like, um, I, and, and I ran into this in school. It's like I, I had two policies. Number one, if I couldn't finish the homework in class, it wouldn't get done because I thought it was a waste of time. And number two, like, I would spend time on what I was interested in. And there wasn't much in the school that I was interested in except for computers, except for the classes. And I, I would do whatever I could to learn programming or whatever, just so that I can get, you know, into the computer lab, you know, and this is way back in the nineties. And so it's like, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, it's like, we just need to get access for, for uh, children to learn and, and get out of their way. Like we just got it; they, they'll know what to do. We need to get less structure and get out of the way. Now that's coming from someone that I, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm disappointed where our education system is in the United States at least. So sure. I, I think, I think, I think that's how it is across the board. <laughs> well, I, there's a couple places. I think Finland only has like a, a, you know, for public education, it's like only three hours or four hours in a Oh, day. sure. Oh, I'm and saying the they're, they're just very, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, for sure. So what trends are you noticing right now that's, that's helping, you know, with you in creating content?
0: um so echo what you guys are talking about with the the increase of internet we all keep cycling back to this um Mm -hmm. but like the growth of india so like right now my audience is still largely you know the united states but india is my second almost neck and neck with the united states wow wow just because of the emerging market everyone's getting smartphones like there's some phones that i review that are you know um outside of the united states where actually more people outside the united states watch the video that is crazy and it's like you know, it's it's the biggest market, and I'm, I'm all for
2: it. That's really cool. So globalization is going to continue to increase and continue to be a huge trend. And Because, like, all content right now, whether it's traditional content, like, you know, film or TV or streaming content or influencer content, it's all global content. What's interesting is because of this, there's also a, a growing economy with micro and nano influencers. I say nano because everyone's saying it right now, but right. they're just all micro, <laughs> if you ask my, if right. yes, my opinion. But wh- what's interesting is we're now also seeing brands where they do a lot of stuff with like the, the top-tier creators that have global audiences, but they're also having us literally target creators that are really small from specific cities hmm. that, that maybe only have 5,000 followers, but all, most of those followers are from that specific city. And and we're seeing a lot of awesome results and a lot of awesome conversions as a result of it as well, and so it, it's a brand that is you know basically you know leveraging both the the, the 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 biggest you know communities out there as well as like the more niche smaller communities out there, and you got to kind of have a mix to do both, but it's a, it's a fascinating because that's how it's going to be with all the top tier creators, they're going to continue to see their audience continue to grow faster and faster as long right. as you're staying relevant and you know pivoting where you need to pivot but there's also going to be even a bigger opportunity with localization you know in addition to globalization Got yeah it.
0: i have people asking me all the time like oh YouTube's so saturated could i start a youtube channel now and it'd be okay <laughs> oh, yeah. they're like scared <laughs> but it's like yeah there's more people doing it but there's also so many more eyeballs watching it yeah. And, like, they're both growing at the same time, and there's, there's room for everybody.
1: I, 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 I always tell people it's not oversaturated only if you – it's oversaturated if you just do what everybody else is doing. Right. If you do something unique and, you know, put your own spin on it, it's not even oversaturated. There's, like, there's so many eyeballs out there looking for great content. So yeah,
2: And the and, and, uh, possibilities for brands um, are endless. I mean, we have done over – you know, this year we'll be doing around, like, 10,000 integrations. You know, across the board, and how do you even funny, manage that? Well, so this is the thing. What's funny is we're barely penetrating, we're barely penetrating what's out there. I know, but there's ha- so much content out there that us being the biggest company that's doing integrations, um, we're but, barely accessing, uh, you know, a, a, a percentage of that of that content out there. But ten thousand. I, I,
1: I'm putting at it like this, and and I know that you have software and systems and oh, stuff yeah. in place, and then a lot, you can't talk about it, but. Oh, I can talk um, about let, it. But let's let's Our go through Our Technology really helps let's out. Let's go through the process. let's go through Zach, because like it's fourth quarter. You probably have some brand deals, right? You have some yeah. stuff. Well, what's probably the process? more this, this at this time than any other well, time, yeah. right? Well, yeah. Well, that and I guess January you'd have quite a bit, right, for CES and stuff like that. You? Honestly,
0: I've been slammed all year. Oh wow. With oh, wow. Brand wow. Deals. So
1: you have brand deals, and what's the process of the brand you know working with you and you doing the video? Like how much work is that when, when they're coming with you, hey, we'd like to do this. How much time does it usually take?
0: Um, it depends on the brand. Um, there's uh, one particular brand that I was working with. You know, it was one of the larger brand deals, and they wanted. You know, in the contract, it had like two or three revisions. Right. You know, suggestions where they could change stuff inside the content, um, but they went through like four or five, and it was like the biggest nightmare. Um, You're probably
1: like, why am I doing this? That was that was a one-off.
0: <laughs> Most brands are actually really easy to work with. They trust that. You know, I know my audience. I know how to communicate something. I can. You know, sell a product or you know mention a product well, um, and so most of them don't even ask for any revisions at all. It's just like, all right, perfect, let's do this. So they, but the,
1: how many hours would you say that the brands working with you and vice versa on getting something approved?
0: Um, for like a video without a brand, it's like there's just like a one hour difference. I would say, yeah, okay, the video with a brand in it. Okay. I mean, I have to sit there for a little bit and Maybe like think email about it. and stuff like
1: that in, in, in addition to that to connect with them for sure. Yeah, just a couple hours. It's not that yeah. big of a deal. Yeah. What has been your favorite brand project
2: to work on?
0: So, there's a company I, I really like doing stuff that fits with my audience. Um, so, c- working with Audible, those guys have been a dream. Like, yeah. I love working with them. And then dbrand, like, they are just they following them on Twitter is like they know how to social market themselves sure and then like and they also don't they don't even ask for revision when they when i do a brand deal with them go for it there's like do whatever you do and we'll pay you later and it's just like all right let's do it yeah so it's like those brands like those two brands are like ideal
1: so one of the things that um really impressed me about you and there's a lot of things that really impressed me but I I noticed I was watching one of your videos and um, everything's strategically placed in your videos. And I I don't think a lot of people pick up on it, but I'm one of these guys that I have that keen eye and um, I'm able to see those things. And then I'm looking and like you have your own products too. Like you do a lot of fulfillment on Amazon. Could you Mm -hmm. kind of talk about that and what you do to actually generate sales for your own brand? Uh, not not talking about your YouTube videos, but other things that you're actually pushing and promoting?
0: Yeah, so when I first started, um, I knew YouTube was what I wanted to do for my very first video. It was like clear as day, this is going to be my career. Um, and so I realized that I would have to figure out how to monetize that, you know, more than just AdSense. And so as I was like, I started with affiliate marketing, you know, linking other people's toolkits in my videos. Like, oh, hey, if you need a toolkit, go click this link. I get some commission off of that. And I was like, I was laying in bed one night at like two o'clock in the morning and I was like, clicked in my head. like,
1: <laughs> why am I pushing somebody else's stuff? Why <laughs> am I?
0: Yeah, I could totally sell these myself. And so I got on like Alibaba right then, found a supplier, went through like, you know, a couple different suppliers to find one that was good. And I've been working with them for like the last four years selling my own toolkits. And the cool thing is, is that you can affiliate link your own products on Amazon. So you yeah. can like double dip an Amazon system yep. and that's totally legal. It says right there in their terms of service Absolutely. that you can do this. So it's 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 amazing. Yep. Um they have changed their commission structure recently. So I'm you know, probably three years ago was the best time to work with Amazon. Now not so much, but it's still worthwhile. Right. Um as far as the affiliate stuff, selling selling your own products is still pretty viable. Um but yeah, just selling my own products. And then like I have my own pry tools with the JerryRig everything on it. Um that's useful because I've had a lot of people try to steal my videos and like upload it on other channels, and it's really hard to upload. My video on someone else's channel when the Jerry rig everything keeps moving all yeah, across. The yeah, yeah, I, I did notice that. It's just like, okay, here you go. <laughs> that's <laughs> brilliant. Before they would like to blur out my watermark or something like that, but it's like now it's like, good luck trying yeah. to block this out. Yeah, yeah.
1: So that's, <laughs> that's amazing. That's a genius right there. Right? <laughs> yeah. Are there others doing that? I I don't know. I mean, I, I haven't I don't seen it. So. I think I think he's the first. Well,
2: to all the creators that are following us, yeah, yeah, they need to. That's a solution. For sure. It, it, it's,
1: it's ridiculous. Let, and let's segue into that because I think this is an interesting conversation. But I would assume that you have a lot of your content that's actually stolen and rebooted and kind of put up somewhere else. Like, how do you combat that? Like, what are you doing to, to – do you even care or – What's the process? I
0: used to care a lot more, um, but then once I started doing the JREG everything, and then like, do my fans are like vicious. When they find someone <laughs> who's stolen my content, they'll be like messaging me on Twitter and stuff and be like, yo, go take down this video. And then when I go report that video to YouTube, it takes me like 60 seconds. YouTube will take it down within like an hour or two. Yeah. They're so <laughs> good about it. That's great. Yeah. Um, But then, yeah, YouTube has some things in place where they can also like track videos and like.
1: Do you know, um, I'm gonna tell a secret and, and this is something that I've done for years. Now, YouTube has a three strike system and I have found that when someone takes content of yours, regardless if it is, we use this with my clients and myself, um, I would make three different submissions. If they have five videos, i do three different submissions because mm-hmm. that gives them the three strike and right. they're out. Yep. I've done that before as well. <laughs> and it's like a good tool because like, hey, you're ripping off someone's stuff. Let's go ahead and do it the right way. So instead of doing all five all at once, it takes just a little bit more time. Sure. But yeah, that's, that's a brilliant way to do it.
2: So. Now, you were recently married. Yes. And you mentioned to Daryl and me earlier that um, when you have your wife and your content that your content actually performs better. Uh-huh.
0: Why is that? She's way better looking than I am. <laughs> it's a good combination. Yeah. Here. <laughs> no, it's great, and she's she's really good on camera. Um, and it's just like interesting. Like when I, um, so she is, uh, she's paralyzed from the waist down, and it's just people don't understand that that you know situation, and so they're curious, and so it does add a level of curiosity to right. the videos. And usually we're doing something like, you know, installing an elevator in our house, which also no one really has ever thought about before. Right. Um, so that video, like, you know, took that, off. That it's was
1: like, one of my favorite videos that you've ever done. It was really fun. It was really cool.
0: Um, I think it got like 9 million views on YouTube and then like 13 million on Facebook or something. Like it was, it was killing it on both platforms. And we had no idea. I was, I published it. And I was like, yeah, this would be all right. Like it's going to be an okay yeah. video. Blew up. And like,
1: you well, know, it's, it's, you took the sawzall and you're like, zzz, yeah. you around, like oh, come on, this is a disaster. <laughs> right.
0: It was fun though. It was yeah, good yeah. It was
2: good. And it still works. Yeah. The elevator's doing it's great.
0: great. It's been up for like four months now and still and goes you built up and it yourself, down. Um, so there's the elevator's from a company. Um, and then I installed it with some contractors and we put it in the house and filmed everything. Yeah. so
1: It's really cool, though. right? Cool video. Yeah.
0: But we were talking about CPMs a little bit before we started. And so, like, when we look at the CPMs from a tech video, there's not as much. Um, I feel like it's a little bit lower on average than like family vloggers or like, right. you know, something more niche. Um, but I actually made a wedding ring, um, out of gold and a piece of titanium from her wheelchair. And the CPMs <laughs> oh. on that video, you know, from a nerd standpoint are way higher because it's like wedding, you know, gold, jewelry, exactly. those, those. those CPMs are double what a normal tech video is. Wow. That's amazing. That yeah. is so don't so get married more than once. <laughs> and <laughs> I had no <laughs> idea until I published the video that the CPMs were higher, but it's, right. it's cool.
1: Well, oh, that's amazing. It, it, it is interesting. That's like that's one of the things when I do consulting. It's like, okay, how can we raise the CPMS? And it is the type of content like um, Xbox versus PS4 or you know any PlayStation. You'll actually make more money if you do a PS4. They'll spend more money. There's more adver- advertising money that's there, and so your CPMS actually come up. And so it's really interesting, just the small little variations. But it's like so, there so are in this some case,
2: you've got a different audience as well.
1: Well, so, it's the keywords that you have, in those, You have weddings in those and, and rings yeah. and gold. Mm -hmm. And then there's also a female in it. I mean, that's like the, the, you know, you have amazing. that's going to increase the CPM. And then from
2: from your example, it's if you are, you know, talking about a product that's currently, you know, doing a really big media plan or media buy. Yep. You you get get some of that, you know, media. That's amazing. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, I've, I've seen creators triple their CPMs just off of just changing what products they use because like, hey, this is one that they're actually having inventory on YouTube versus one that doesn't spend anything, you know? And that's, yeah. a, that's a really big deal.
0: So same thing goes for mattresses. I did a mattress video forever ago and it didn't perform very well. I mean, it performed good enough. Right. But, um, But then it was one of my top performing videos in my like top twenty performing videos for like the next year, even though it wasn't performing as well as other videos, just because the CPMS for mattresses are so much higher. Right, there's a lot of competition oh, right well, now. Yeah,
2: we have a mattress client we should definitely talk about after this. <laughs> Send <him over. laughs> It's gonna be win win. Yeah. <laughs> Here <laughs> you awesome. are peddling your stuff again. He's always peddling no. stuff.
1: But that's Ricky though. We, we love Ricky. <laughs> um,
2: yeah, so. So, you know, you started with one video and you knew that this was going to
1: be your career. So how many videos have you done now?
0: Um, a little over 700.
1: Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Wow. That, that's a lot of library of content. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's just unbelievable. Um, so uh, I, I do want to bring up another thing, and I think this is a, a, a really interesting aspect. You've developed a lot of friendships, uh, you know, creating content. Uh, one... Um, I was actually moved by uh, their wedding present to you. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you want to talk about collaboration and what that means and what that can do for not only uh, creators, but brands that work with these creators? You want to give that a minute?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's like it's just one of those things, you know, the more eyeballs, the better. And when you have someone who like being a YouTuber is so unique because no one really knows like how hard it is to talk on camera until the camera's turned on them, and then like everything yeah. leaves their brain, and it's like, it's just like a unique, a unique business that only people who are also in the business really understand. And so, like uh, Dan from the YouTube channel What's Inside, like every time okay. we're together, like we can just knock out a video really quickly because of a the banter between us, and it's like right. I can bounce ideas off of him, he can bounce ideas off of me, um, and then I don't have to be like you know. Thinking all of my own ideas because he has ideas that fit into the voids that I where I'm you know still thinking of something new. Um, so the collaborations where there's someone else involved are also are always you know welcome as long as as long as both the audiences are similar enough that there's no conflict.
1: Right, right. So I was actually um, coming back from Romania and Dan was in uh, Paris and. We kind of crossed, but I saw his wife and and his son coming through the airport because we live fairly close. Yeah, And I'm like, where's Dan? He's like, oh, he's he's up with Zach. They're shooting a video. We didn't want to wait around, (laughs) (laughs) which is always fun. But I think the big thing, though, is looking at that, you guys were able to grow together, and you're able to cross-pollinate the subscribers and views. And it's really interesting, even though your content – I mean, it's similar, but it's not, you know, in some aspects. I mean, you could totally take it two different ways, but you're both passionate about things and you're, and you have a great friendship that's there. And I think that's, that's something I think all, all brands and content creators do. It's like, there's, you can always look at people as competition and, um, you know, some people say, Oh, you're doing this and you're my competition. But when you look at, no, this person, we could help each other if we work together You know, in in, in a unique way, I just think it just lifts both, you know, it lifts you both up. And
0: and one thing that Dan brought to the table was like, before I met him, I was just like, I'd never thought about the algorithm. I was like, I'm just going to make content, publish whenever I want and not even worry about anything else. Um, but when he came to the table, he was like, you know, the algorithm is actually kind of important. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, thumbnails, titles, when you publish, all that stuff. And so, like, my channel would not have grown as fast without his, you know, knowledge of that system.
1: Yeah, I think you were, like, right around 400 500,000 subscribers when you guys first started. When, when I met
0: group. him, I was 200,000. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's so crazy. And then now you're... Almost um, 5 million. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. All thanks I to Dan that. from the YouTube channel. What's <laughs> <inside>? <laughs> no, your, content, your content's
1: really good, too. And I think it's just more... You know, you, you synergized and um, your content speaks for itself because I, I do this. Like, I, I'm i obsessed with one platform online. Do you want to take a guess what platform that is? You think TikTok. It's, it's not TikTok. I was going to be like, what? <laughs> like, not even TikTok. I'm <laughs> no, obs- you've been bringing I, up TikTok I'm, every single podcast. I know, but I'm, like obsessed, I'm obsessed with Reddit. Like, I, oh, I yes, oh yes, yes, yes. It's so long. Sure. And the reason why I love Reddit is because Reddit is the place where the internet happens before it happens. And I noticed like I, I could start seeing a theme that you were about to take off. And it was right around 400 500,000 subscribers and I'm like, you know, keeping a close eye. I have tools that kind of tell me how many, you know, Reddit posts there are and how many subreddits and so on and so forth. But ultimately at the end of the day, you just exploded in a couple huge uh, subreddits and I've seen a lot of your videos get to, you know, the the front page of Reddit and you have a re- really uh, strong Reddit uh, community. Could you talk about that for a minute? Because I think, I think one of the biggest mistakes that brands make and and also creators make is they don't go to the audience or they don't make content that resonates with a specific audience, and that's why it's disconnected. Um, like your content, I feel like is made for Reddit, uh, and it's with Reddit in mind. Do you want to kind of talk a little bit about that?
0: Yeah. So every every you know social media site has its own like feeling, its own vibe, and like Reddit is one of those websites where it's like they're smart enough to know like when someone's selling them something and they're they can sniff out bs like super super quickly and so reddit like you can't you can't beat around the bush you have to say it how it is and you have to say how it is quickly because otherwise you know the the attentional shift or that'll call you out and leave you in the dust um and so i participated on reddit long before i was even a youtuber and so i kind of knew how Reddit, the hive mind thinks. Yeah, um, And I could, you know, give them the information how they wanted, when they wanted it and not, you know, be kicked out of their system or their, their, the cool club yeah. on Reddit. <laughs> um, yeah, Reddit's one of my favorite platforms as well.
1: Yeah, you know, w- but what I'm interested though was um, usually Reddit's full <laughs> of a lot of hate. Um, right. and, 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 and I don't mean that in a bad sense. They're just very vocal on certain things and they'll call you out. I can tell you one thing right now. There's a lot of tech YouTubers that don't do what you do. They'll actually take gifts coming from companies so they can review them, but you actually buy yeah. your stuff. Why do you do that? Is it, is it because of that, that nature of Reddit? Because as soon as you buy it, is that when you compromise that type of community?
0: Um, it's a little bit of both. Um, mostly I buy it out of necessity because there's a lot of companies out there who won't send me their stuff just because they're worried about what I'm going to do to it or what <laughs> like, I'm going to say. will give it say. to you, but you can't do this. They'll right. take it apart. <laughs> yeah. They literally don't want me to take it apart. And I was like, well, that's kind of what I do. So, you know, I'm just going to buy it when it comes out, you know. So, um, so I, I, you know, that's more of the reason why... You know, not so much because I'm scared of what Reddit says if I actually no, get it. No, 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 I'm not
1: saying, I'm not saying that, that you'd be scared, but I think it's just that mentality of being authentic because right, it's can right. out a fake, right? right? Are you doing it because you're getting paid, you know, or are you just doing it because you're being true? I think that's the point that I was getting at. Definitely, sure. definitely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, what tips, like, I, and I think we need to talk about Reddit for a minute because sure. we have two people that were obsessed with it a little bit. But, like, what tips would you give other brands and creators to to look at Reddit in a, in, in, in a lens before they, they take on, you know, a project? Is there anything like working with a creator or anything? Is, is there any insights that they can glean from, from that platform?
0: It's, it's hard working with Reddit because it's like, you know, they don't, they're super anti ad. They don't want to be advertised to. Yep. So it'd have to be like a super natural yeah, I don't know, coming from a brand perspective, it's, that's tough. Well, I,
1: I can tell you from what we've done, um, we like to see what people are saying about ourselves or our competitors, and they can get very vocal, saying, hey, this, this, and this, and this. We were actually doing an ad uh, for a particular company, and we took one-liners, and so these are great one-liners. These are the problems that, these are the most vocal people on the internet saying right. it. Let's address these issues let you address it in a in a fun way, and so you know you have subreddits that are out there that are just very specific, very niche down on one you know one topic, and I think that right there is is interesting. And I seen I seen yours like you you were you actually have a couple subreddits that's just Jerry rig everything. You you like, I don't even know who created it. You know <laughs> that's the whole thing is the anonymity of, the, of Reddit's wonderful, but I have seen it spread to other things. And 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 have you noticed the once it goes to other subreddits that your volume of views go up and do you think that's where you're you're seeing a lot of your lift early on in your videos or?
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the Android subreddit is probably where I get most of my initial push with each of my cell phone videos. Yeah. Um, but then there's like, you know, the elevator video was published to um, humans being bros or something like that. And like, or end videos, which like if you're a front page on the video it's, subreddit, yeah, it's like, that's, that's golden there. It's there's amazing. millions and millions of people on that subreddit because it's one of the, you know, the default standard subreddits. Um, to okay. someone who doesn't know Reddit, this is going to be really confusing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no,
1: it is, but it's good though because that's what they need to learn because right. it's all about learning. Right? It's the
0: front page of the internet. Like Reddit is, it it is. is the place it to
1: is. be. I, did I, ever
2: like, when it comes to Reddit and when it comes to Twitter, I don't engage.
1: I, I'm just there to read. And, and, and I, I mean, it's, it's all research to me. And, and that's great. Like, the, the, you know, you can you can observe. Because you, you like to observe people, like, mm-hmm. uh, and see kind of patterns and stuff. But i, I tell you a story. We had um, kind of a, a way to see content on Reddit. And I probably shouldn't say this. It's a really bad thing to say anyway, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, we had this. I was working with this uh, company, um, uh, BYU Television, that they had a sitcom called Studio C, and um, they still do. Um, and we had this golden uh, video that we were putting a lot of energy and time into, Scott Sterling. It's where uh, a soccer <laughs> goalie amazing. gets hit in the face a lot. Right. And um, we uh, had the video done six months before it was gonna be released. And we strategically planned to do it right before the uh, the World Cup. So, you know, you know, football and soccer's in people's minds and all that other stuff. And for six months, I was just you know uh, getting into a lot of these subreddits and having conversations because the, the first way that people will look for if anyone's fake on, on Reddit is like their, their back history. And if you don't have a back history or what you've done or what you've communicated with because there's karma points and mm-hmm. you can go from there, I got some ma- massive karma dealing with you know uh, soccer and so on and so forth. And uh, what was crazy was when the when the soccer video hit, I did post it, but I was already engaged in the community. I wasn't yep. doing anything outside of what that subreddit wanted. it did surface onto the front page of Reddit got to the number one spot and we got 21 million video views in a day That's amazing. and and I'm like, okay, this is even this is so cool. And so when we were going back and having the thing and the, the writer of that is Matt Meese, we were talking about it, and he's like, yeah I had this other idea and I'm like, oh, tell me this is figured out. So, um, you know, we were going through, it was another soccer idea. We were going to do like a, a brand integration with LA Galaxy, but it didn't work out. And then he's like, I can, I, we can do it. We need it more fast paced because we were looking at the data, we were looking at the numbers, and uh, we just needed to speed it up. He's like, let's just do volleyball. That would be awesome. So he, he got that whole thing. And my, 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 my mind was working. Okay, I already have this established stuff and all these things. But now it's volleyball. I got to go. With that and luckily we had time to get that ready to go. But I didn't need to do that. I was actually just took behind the scenes photo, and it was his jersey. It's "Strong" <laughs> on the back, and I leaked it as uh, as leaked photos. <laughs> you know, and, and everybody's like, "Oh, freaking out," you know, about the whole thing. And then there was a there was a, a someone on Reddit that um, I really respected had a, a ton of karma, and I just reached out to him. and Says, "Look, I go." I know it's not about promotion it's not about anything this 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 will hit the front page i go if you want it i'll tell you exactly when it drops you know and he goes i I want it and within within just a few it was probably two minutes of scott sterling hit he shared that on reddit and it got to the number one spot of of reddit and we got 32 million video views and it's just like why would you want to do that and it's like the, the whole thing was it was entertaining it was everything they were craving for it you know it wasn't something that we were we were going against what the community is cuz i get the community i understand what the community right, is right. but i think brands and creators can learn so much because the creativity and the passion in reddit is what fuels the whole internet I, that's that's way i look at it yeah so. and
0: but the only reason that your posts were successful is because you participated beforehand yeah
1: well if and i paid them a lot of money like i like i have accounts that i just you know i contribute and pay for server time just cuz that's what you do like i i'm yeah, I love the I love the the platform for
0: yeah. sure. If someone who doesn't know Reddit comes in and just plops a post down, there's a 99.9% oh, chance yeah. it's just going to tank. Yeah. Cuz that's how it is.
1: And and there's no integrated brand deals on Reddit though, man. I'm <laughs> telling you, they, they just say they don't even nah, No. Nope. You know. <laughs> oh man. So, um, is there anything going on in the industry that you're really excited about? Is there anything that's like, you know, pushing the needle? You're like, "Oh man, I I can't wait to see this happen."
0: for me i mean i've been doing so my channel's transition you know i've started with automotive went to cell phone repair then cell phone durability and i've been doing you know branching out and doing you know some off-road wheelchair stuff and like the elevator video but the next big thing for me i feel like is going to be electric vehicles oh cool because like and it's not for everyone like no and
1: you got a new electric vehicle we did model (laughs) x um
0: but yeah i feel like there's so much innovation happening like you know all the progress that's happened from your cell phone five years ago to now like night and day huge differences Mm -hmm that's the electric car industry you know five years ago to now massive things have changed um the electric truck is supposed to be coming out soon with tesla um
1: are you on a waiting list for that one too uh
0: not yet you have to wait till it's announced and then oh, you okay. jump on then the waiting list go. but i will be on that list um <laughs> awesome. anyway i just think it's so cool did, did you
1: order the semi come on if you want. I, wish, <laughs> I serious wish. about this it's like i want to see you just it around and that thing like okay <laughs> You got your bottle S. I got the semi. Yeah.
0: No, it's so cool, and I think it's it's like what the horse and buggy was to the the automobile is going to be what the automobile is to the you know the electric vehicles. Yeah, it's the next big thing.
1: So I'm like paranoid. Um, of hacking and and all that because it's like okay we're all connected it's all network and anything that's there it can be hacked I mean is that is does that go through your mind of security and stuff like that
0: I do you know I don't like being tracked and Tesla you know they're since they're all computers attached to the internet twenty four seven you can be okay. tracked twenty four seven yeah so that does bug me but I mean at this point there's really no way to avoid that unless you just buy a gas powered car an old one and just drive around Like from the seventies yeah. from the seventies yeah. Um, I don't know. Like it does bother me, but if something huge happens, I mean, we always have food storage and right, right, and water stored somewhere.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, we won't go down the doomsday. Topic. <laughs> <laughs> My we option. could. We'll be we okay. Could. We got well, ammunition too. You know, I guess the plus is that things become more and more automated. And it make, makes things easier when you're driving, which, which is exciting. I,
1: like, like you always have trade offs, there's always po- uh, pros and cons, right? And I think the thing for me is I'm all for it, I'm 100% into it, but there's two big issues that I have. I live in remote Utah, and to get to a charging station and to come up here, it's almost impossible. Like you had, yeah. we had a charging station in, in Beaver mm-hmm. that shut down. And I know Dan with What's Inside shut down. You did. It, there's a story <laughs> behind that. But anyway, with Dan with What's Inside, he couldn't even come up to Salt Lake. He's like, I got this car. You know, you have to wait to charge or whatever, or make it to Nephi and wait for another hour or whatever. But like, we just need like like 600 miles. Like, if we can get 600 miles off a of battery,
0: we're right there in I, the I, next I couple of years. I, I really years. do believe
1: we are. But if we can get like that 600 miles, and then two, um, and this is where I, I don't care what anyone says about Elon Musk. I said that uh, before, but like he's making it affordable too. I mean, you can get a sedan uh, in that thirty thousand dollar range, and yeah, it doesn't have all the bells and whistles that you want on every little thing. But it's it's an entry level product where I don't think uh, I don't even think it'll be reasonable. And then two, you know, he's opening it up, and letting people like he wants to tra- uh, transform the the society and the world. And just not being a you know a, a patent troll where he's just like hanging on to his patents and making sure that everything's there and it's not very profitable.
2: Are there other companies that you're impressed with that are creating electric vehicles?
0: Rivian is the first one that comes to mind. Um, they've just got massive investments from Amazon and Ford. That's so cool. Um, and they say they're releasing their truck in 2020, and they also have uh, an SUV that they're releasing. Super cool. Seems like a good yeah. They all,
1: they every one of them is going to look futuristic. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, what kind of content do you think you're going to create
2: around electric vehicles?
0: Um, mostly just you know talking about them because people just don't understand. Mm-hmm. Like they think that an electric vehicle is still a Prius and like yeah. a Prius is <laughs> like a dinosaur compared no to what there is yeah. right now. Um, you know the self driving is amazing. The summon feature is amazing. Like it comes to you. The 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 acceleration. I, I thought Teslas were Priuses until Dan put me in his Model S it and hit the insanity. gas pedal, Oh yeah, it was yeah, quick. And I was like, and then at that Are moment, can you get the Roadster? Um, so I have a Roadster.
2: But is it gonna be the next like, version or?
0: I have the original Roadster. Oh, I have wow. not made a video about it on my channel yet, so it's okay. But I will. <laughs> um, so I have a Roadster, and a yes, I am gonna buy the next Roadster as well. I was a part of their the Tesla affiliate program so I get, you know, a pretty hefty chunk off of the other one cuz of all the referrals I got. Yeah. Oh, I wow. think I'm That's in mean, the, back in the day when they did referrals. Right, like they it, changed right. the program so it's not as cool now, but I think I'm in the top 100 um referral people for Tesla or something right now for the United States at least. That's so cool. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. kind of fun.
1: who's number 1? it's Ben, number 1, Ben sold No. Wow. He's not.
0: Yeah, Dan actually sold more Teslas wow. than Ben. yeah <laughs>
1: where, where, where does Dan rank?
0: Um, I don't know top. I want to say top ten. I haven't looked though, but he's up there. He's oh really, wow, he's really wow. up there. That's
1: amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. No, I I'm I'm excited for it too. And I think I think uh, Mercedes Benz is one to, to watch too. I think they have some pretty interesting tech that's coming out. They, they they were down to CES last year and they had just all this autonomous vehicles and it was really cool.
2: You got to be impressed with Bolt as well because they they were one of the first companies to really mass distribute, you know. Car electric cars, you know, um, at an affordable rate. Yeah, and and I mean, I, I feel like that they, they sometimes are overlooked. I mean, but because they're not one of these new like startups, but you know, th- it's amazing to see how everyone is now finding their own different solutions. Um, no, no, that that, that that's that's really fascinating to me. And and so really, you just want to educate people on how these work and and why it's important. Right. Um. Um. And then. Um, are gonna be doing any videos with autonomous driving?
0: Yeah, everything, really. I mean, it's it's all so. Okay, I got right. I got the video idea for you. All right, it'll be awesome. <laughs> I'm ready.
1: So just go autonomous. So you're going there, and then do a teardown video of one of your. Wow. Ed- <laughs> there you go. <laughs> all right.
0: That's and probably a good like I mean, do it you're,
1: like, you you know. you're merging two worlds together here. Yeah, dangerous. <laughs> do it, do it dangerous in a warehouse <laughs> <laughs> that you own. He's like, "I'll show you my pride tool." <laughs> going around in circles on this track. Oh
0: man. Okay, so oh. that was a bad idea. Okay. Yeah.
1: Don't do that. <laughs> don't do it.
2: <laughs> so so what drives you right now? Like what makes it so you continue just to keep pumping out these videos and and continue to have passion?
0: It's a good question. Um I don't know. It's like from my very first video, like I mentioned earlier, I was like this is my career, like Holy cow. This is it. Like, I don't think many people have that like defining moment of like, this is what my job is going to be. Um, but my drive now is just like, I just enjoy like my job. I enjoy making videos. I enjoy making content. Um, I enjoy interacting with people who watch my content. Um, and just, you know, I feel like I'm making a difference. Like I might just, it might look like I destroy phones on my channel for my durability test. But like those same videos, like when I tear down, you know, repair thousands of phones. You know, like it, help, it helps people fix their stuff instead of just throwing it away. So I feel like that is beneficial.
1: We definitely live in a wasteful society and anything that we can to salvage is is great. So, I mean, you know, being that resource is huge. And do you think, like, like I'm very curious about your, uh, you know, the viewers in India. Are they watching your older content, too, because that's some of the phones that they're actually having. I know they're watching the newer stuff because they say, OK, we're going to get this soon, too. But are they are you seeing a lot of lift in your older content?
0: Yeah. So people usually keep their phone for anywhere from a year, to two year to three years. And so like my teardown videos actually, you know, stay super consistent throughout the lifespan of the phone because people break their phones all the time. And so they're looking at how to fix it like I did a, an iPhone laser video where you use a laser beam to separate the back glass of an iPhone and like
1: that was a cool video by the way
0: she in really that one. in the past it's been so hard to repair those phones but this new machine and like people are craving this machine because it costs $600 to repair the back glass on an iPhone that I got like 10 million views in the first 2 weeks yeah it's wow. so like, it's it's crazy.
1: So they use this adhesive that you can't even take it off. I mean, you just whatever, and the laser just gets it right there. I was I was surprised at how accurate it was yeah. um, and how you replaced that. That was really cool.
0: Yeah, the laser does it in like 10 minutes instead of, you know, destroying your phone basically trying to get the glass off. Apple is just a terrible design, but they did it on purpose. They just want you to buy new phones instead yeah, of fixing your old ones.
2: Do you see yourself starting additional channels one day?
0: I am so slammed on my on what i'm doing right now like people ask if i'm going to start a podcast or something but it's, there's not enough hours in the day at this point
1: well, well are you going <gasps> to read audiobooks or do voiceover that's what it is because you've done some that, voiceover that work, is though. what daryl wants no no seriously <laughs> he he's done voiceover work we've really? had people would say i like your voice you're going to come do this like it, it, what was that was it a training video i can't remember what it was, it was why don't we just have a partner
2: on this podcast what's <laughs> that just have him be on every time he's like
1: Welcome to creative disruption. <laughs> That'd
0: definitely
2: be an upgrade. Oh <laughs> man! <No>. I get <laughs> slammed all the time. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, it was a it was a
0: drain company. Oh, was it was a, a drain shower company? drain company. They flew me out to New York. Shower drain company. It was back when I was like first starting my YouTube channel. Oh. I don't remember how many subscribers I had like 60,000. thousand, sixty 000. They were like. I really like the way you explain things. Come make educational <laughs> videos on how to, um, like, fix our – how to install our drains. And re, and so they're still on YouTube right now. I'm not going to say who it is. Okay. Um, but go basic. search. <laughs> <laughs> well, drain what, what, installation videos. What
2: percentage of your, like, brand deals are, you know, um, like, upfront paid deals compared to, like, affiliate
0: deals? Um, so I don't do affiliate deals anymore just because, like, it's so hard to keep track. And, like, sure. I don't want to keep on top of people if they, like, mm. just decide not to pay me or whatever. Um, like I said, there's not enough hours in the day, so it's right now. It's you know just paid. You know I make the video, you give me a check, and then we go our separate way until the next video. Sure. So.
2: Yeah, I mean it will be interesting to see if that ever changes. I mean we do a lot of like rev share deals with our clients, but we actually pay you know our our creators up front. You know. Interesting. And and, and we do that and just hope and cross our fingers that we're going to get a margin and that we're going to come out on top. And that's why we you know, invested a lot of money into AI and technology to, to empower us to do that. But as as more brands become more and more focused on sales, which you know, you know Daryl and I have talked about a lot, that we believe this is it's going to um, be a much bigger focus for like Fortune 50 and Fortune 500 companies probably in the next 10 years. Um, it'll be interesting to see as this world evolves. You know, if there's you know a, a much um, more um, I, I, it'll be interesting to see if um, affiliate marketing has even a bigger impact um, yeah. when it comes to um, content creators and video creators specifically. Because right now, um, you know, it, it's few and far between when um, a company can go out there and just go to creators and say, hey, take a rev share, because there's always a high chance that you're going to burn a bridge after that deal 100%. because it might not perform, because they're not really looking at the data the way they should be.
1: And and two, they're looking at the wrong. Like some of them are like, oh, it didn't convert, mm-hmm. well, and it could be their landing page, not the video. It's like the traffic. Well, that, traffic that, that's, is that's the key. like that's
2: like between sixty and eighty percent of it. Yeah, like,
1: and need you need to have good content when they land. It needs to be very
2: intuitive, and yeah. you have to have a really clean
1: UI. I've seen some pretty amazing uh, affiliate programs in the sense that you know they have a influencer give a video, then it's it's going to a unique landing page with the influencer on there, and then even a follow up system with. You know some of the emails and stuff that could go out. It's, just um,
2: it's unfortunate because the industry has always had a bad rap because there's so many bad actors out there right. where you're having to go and follow up and, and get paid. I, I don't know if you guys remember the acai berry controversy oh gosh, from yeah. like, what was that, like 12 years ago? Well, yeah. Where there were these acai, acai sites, and it wasn't like I was researching this, but it was like helping with weight loss. <laughs> but they were making so much money, and, and what would happen is they'd give you a free trial and like try to charge you $100 a month or $300 a month afterwards. And for some reason they got a lot of conversions and they conned a lot of people. Yes. Wow. And 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 so unfortunately, you know, affiliate marketing has been kind of like scraping the bottom of the barrel. And, and but I really believe because of, there is so much opportunity with video, which usually has much higher conversions. Um, I, I think it's, you know, there, there's gonna be a way to do it in a much, I mean, there's, there's gonna be a lot more legitimate ways for brands and
1: creators to connect and do it right. Well, Zach, thank you, thank you so much for coming on and, and joining us. I know that you're super slammed. It's fourth quarter. You got a lot to do. And we're like, hey, could you come do this? Yeah. So thank you so much. And thank your wife for letting you come out of the house and, <laughs> and play a little bit. <laughs> no problem. Yeah, thank you. We'll have to do this again. Yeah. yeah and thank, fun. Oh, go ahead. It's
0: always fun to hang out with friends.
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> and thank all of you for watching this podcast or listening. Make sure you subscribe. And you know what to do. Share it with your friends. And we'll see you on the next video.